We got whistleblowers. We got receipts. We got FBI entrapment operations convicting U.S. citizens so much. Pack show today. You have to listen to this. Also, I want to remind you that if you go to amfest.com right now, only from today until Thursday of this week, will you be able to receive 50% off your tickets with promo code POSO for Turning Point's New America Fest. Make sure you secure your tickets now. If you want 50% off, you got to get in this week. It's coming up December. Phoenix, Arizona is the event. See you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is August 23rd, 2022, Anno Domini. By the way, shout out to all my people in the live chat. I know you're there. And I, somebody was saying last night, they said, Poso, is that really you in the live chat? Yes, literally was me on the live chat. I was on Getter, the America's Voice live chat is also there. But keep my eyes peeled, because if you see that verified account, that's me, baby. That's me. All right, tonight's headlines. First up, a Twitter whistleblower is out dropping the receipts on fake bots, national security threats on the platform. Next, emails reveal the Biden White House knew all along about the DOJ investigation. We told you so. Third, Truth Social joining Rumble's ad platform as the first publisher. And fourth, two men have just been found guilty in the Michigan Governor Whitner's kidnapping plot. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. The more people that have access to the main switches, that's a very risky situation. Yes, uh, absolutely. I'm talking in generalities, just large tech companies need to know what the risks are, and then they also need to have an appetite to go fix it. There will be suspicions of the timing of this. Are you guys carrying water for Elon Musk? Absolutely not. We've been following the news just like everyone else, uh, but that has nothing to do with his decisions or with the content of, uh, of what was sent in to U.S. law enforcement agencies. Mudge hasn't been talking to Musk in the background or anything like Not that. Not at all. I suspect that uh, Twitter might try to paint it like this, that Mudge got fired and he's trying to retaliate against the company. Absolutely not. This is not any kind of personal issue for him. Your whole perception of the world is made from what you are seeing, reading, and consuming online. And if you don't have an understanding of what's real, what's not, yeah, I think this is pretty scary. I love CNN, right? Are you are you colluding? You're, you're colluding, right? You're colluding with, with Elon Musk and you must be, you're working with him, you're working, you're, 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 you're how, how dare you, how dare you come forward with this information that helps Elon Musk? That's a problem, that's a huge, whoa, whoa, hold on a second there. Because the second guy that they're interviewing, he's got it right. That's why they want the censorship. That's why they want this to come down on everybody's head because they want control over what you believe, they want control over what you can see, they want control over what you're allowed to talk about. That's why, by the way, go look, Facebook is cracking down right now. We're seeing uh, crackdowns across Twitter, TikTok crackdowns, even of course, this, oh, the CCP is censoring people. Who's surprised? Is anyone surprised? I'll check with the producers. Producer Shah, producer Mike, producer Parker, anyone actually surprised that the CCP and the people working in conjunction with the CCP, but we've been talking about all along, are now employing new censorship regimes going into the midterm elections. I'm so shocked. But here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. This new whistleblower is out. And what's he saying? 
He's saying that foreign intelligence agencies had backdoor access to Twitter for years, and essentially that Twitter knew about it and didn't care. He's saying that they put this whole thing, his name is Mudge, uh, he's involved in cybersecurity, Some people, he's been a hacker in the past. Look, he's coming forward and dropping all the receipts on this thing. And early on in this program, we covered what Steve Bannon was saying. And we talked about this on War Room as well. This idea that the price that Elon Musk had put forward when it came to Twitter was too high. And so Bannon, remember we covered all the drama. So Bannon then says, Elon, you got to drop the deal. Don't do it because they're lying to you. They are lying about what's coming in in terms of these documents, in terms of these numbers. The active users aren't real. And then all of Wall Street said, all of Wall Street said, it's ridiculous. They're not going to get it. It's caveated. There's no way to stop this. There's nothing you can do. Just forget about it. You're going to have to sign that. The silver bracelets of the handcuff, uh, you know, of the contract, the silver bracelets of the contract are done. You got to sign it. Well, Elon has just said that he's going to subpoena Jack Dorsey. Now he's got the whistleblower. So keep in mind, Elon, all right, break down a little bit more of the drama here. Elon is friends with Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey, of course, the founder of Twitter, former CEO, uh, was on the board, just stepped down on all of this, obviously still in communication with Elon Musk. So Twitter's talking to Elon. Elon's talking to Dorsey. Now the whistleblowers come out, dropping all the receipts on all of this. And so the question before us is, are we going to potentially see a situation where Elon and Dorsey maybe come in together, you, you drop this thing way down below where it was, turn, if, if this whistleblower can be made true, right? if we can verify all of the things that he's saying, because it sounds a little on the nose, okay? And Scott Adams and others warn us. They say, I, I like this, what, I don't always agree with Scott, but I, I agree with when he says this. If someone comes out and says something that's a little too on the nose, you wanna check on it. So I'm going to put the 48-hour rule on this because we also had that Facebook whistleblower, Haugen. She wasn't a whistleblower. That was an operation. She wanted more censorship. This is a real whistleblower. Show us the receipts. Show us everything that you have. Show us the actual number of bots on the platform. If you can do that, then kudos to you. Go under oath. Work with Alex Spiro. And it, it says that they are, that they're working with Alex Spiro, who is the chief legal, um, the chief legal lead attorney or Elon Musk. And I told you, Alex Spiro is a guy to pay attention to. So if we're going to work together, we need to do this to get these tech companies, and of course, Twitter, to heal. Millions of Americans are waking up to a country they don't recognize anymore. And while they struggle to raise their families and pay their bills, the media and corporations are telling them that they are, they are what's wrong with the country. Thankfully, there are still some companies out there that still believe America and our Constitution. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone company. It's on the front lines fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. And that is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans. Thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same great nationwide coverage as major carriers. Get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is supporting the values that made America great and will again. Go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO and use promo code POSO for free activation. You will get free discounts and special discounts for veterans and first responders. Join the movement. Make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash POSO. Patriotmobile.com slash POSO. The link is in the description. Poppy, uh, I believe that they need to follow the law, but I will say that Attorney General Garland uh, needs and the Justice Department should be as transparent. And there is an obligation to get 
all of the information out there that they can when you have a former president involved. And so my view is get it out there, get out there uh, why this took place. Uh, let's make sure that all the facts are out there. I have confidence that Attorney General Garland wouldn't have taken a step like this if he didn't think it was absolutely necessary. He understands the stakes, but I'm always for transparency. Uh, and if there are doubts that can be quelled, let's have everything get out there. So that's even Democrat Ro Kahana out there saying that he, even he is going to go so far as to say, yeah, we need to see the receipts on this. We need to see the documents. We need the affidavit out there. And yesterday we talked about the fact that I think a few, a few people started keying in on this, that even Judge Reinhardt is saying, whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes a little bit in terms of all of this, because I think Judge Reinhardt is suddenly realizing that his credibility is being called into question. Remember, this is the same guy that flipped from one side, from prosecuting Epstein and the Epstein organization to then actually representing members of the Epstein organization. What's going on with that? Now he's a, he is a federal judge. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, you could, you could not make this up. If this were a season of Better Call Saul or something, you would not believe it. You just wouldn't believe it. If there's a Hollywood script, you wouldn't say that. Epstein couldn't be tied to everything. And then it turns out, you turn the page, yep, well, it turns out that Epstein is tied to everything. It's like that song in the Lego movie, right? Everything is awesome. But in reality, it's actually everything is Epstein. So that's the country you're living in, the United States. That's the country that we live in now, Americans. What are we going to do about that? Are we going to actually fix it? Are we going to reform it? Are we going to break it up um, you know, in terms of these institutions? Or are we, act, or are we just going to sit back and take it? I don't know. Choice is yours. But John Solomon, uh, my colleague here, we know, we're now, by the way, sit, doing the show out of the, uh, out of the news studios here in D.C. So we're, we're co-located with Just the News. And he came over, was talking to us about this situation recently, that he's got the receipts, that the Biden Justice Department and the Biden White House were, of course, working together from the very start of this criminal investigation. And we're also hearing more and more that the specific documents that were targeted in this raid were none other than the underlying Spygate documents. Where did you hear that before? Where did you hear before that the Biden White House signed off on this? Where did you hear before that Garland knew about it? Because I know there are other people saying, oh, maybe it's a split, you know, it's a split setup and they're trying to set up both sides. I said, no. This is Garland and it's Biden together from the start, A.G. Garland, President Biden. And of course, of course, they're going for the Spygate docs, which I'll, I'll say right now, I don't know if I've said this publicly yet, but from what I hear, they actually have yet to receive the Spygate documents. So they didn't find that in their rating. So, of course, the New York Times is going to go out there and say hundreds of documents uh, multiple sets, 11 sets of classified, that would get you so upset about it, so scared. But here's the bottom line. President of the United States set the protocol for his declassification. If the president hands you a document and you're just some guy on the street and says, hey, go read this, guess what? He's the president. He's allowed to do that. That's the protocol. The protocol is set by the president. What we're seeing now is that the administrative state, the permanent state, is trying to usurp the role of the presidency itself. They want a presidency that's brought to heel the same way that they've brought Congress to heel. That's what this is all about. The administrative state, they already took over the legislative branch. They want to take over the executive branch at the same time. And of course, we know they've been working directly with the judicial branch all along. Do you want a government 
for the people, of the people, by the people? Or do you want a government of King Fauci's? Do you want a government of people like King Fauci, who just decides with his executive monarchical sovereign remit that he's able to decide what law is in this country, or do you want the people to actually have power? Do you want that to be sublimated at the federal, at the federal level through the branches? Do you want it to be divided through the 10th Amendment and the power of our states? Do states even have rights anymore? This is a serious question, and it's poss quite possibly the most important question that we're dealing with right now. Who has the actual power in the United States of America? People just didn't expect us to be able to, in just a few short months, to get out of beta testing and fully launch on the Apple App Store. So this is, we are uncancelable by big tech. Uh, we are not relying on any tech tyrants. Uh, and really running on the Rumble Cloud like we are, this is the future of taking on woke companies. And we're going to continue to build out this platform. It's exciting. Uh, President Trump is excited about this. And, and remember, why are we here? We're here because all of these tech tyrants either censored us banned us, millions of Americans got banned, got kicked off of these platforms. And Donald Trump, the president of the United States, had no choice but to start this company to give the American people their voice back. And that's what we're doing at True Social. Listen to this massive breaking news out of Truth Social. And I got, I got to hand it to him because this is another step forward in the parallel economy. And I hope, I pray that Getter is able to get there as well. This is exactly what we need. So, so Post Millennial has the story. Truth Social has joined Rumble's ad platform as the first publisher. This deal will, quote, support advertisements via Rumble ads on Truth Social, President Trump's social media platform. They announced in a press release on Tuesday that it has agreed, uh, reached an agreement with Rumble. So big tech, uh, it describes itself as a big tech alternative that seeks to create a free speech haven without viewpoint discrimination or oppressive censorship. The deal will support advertisements via Rumble ads on Truth Social, President Trump's social media platform. This is going to be huge because what you're going to see here now, what you're going to see now, not only is the ability, and here's what you have to open this up to. And I would, I would implore uh, the people that run Truth, Chris Pavlovsky, and all the great people over there, Getter, same, same deal as this. You've got to open it up for the creators. If you can open it up, and I say this, look, you, you, you guys see how, how engaged I am on social media, you see how active I am, right? Make it worth our while to be on your platforms, to provide daily content, which keeps the users coming back, which keeps them engaged. When you, when you interview a uh, congressman and it gets contentious and people get upset about it, right? Whatever it is, you're doing the work every single day to be able to make this happen. And so the question is, should influencers be getting a cut of that? Now you're seeing that on Facebook, you're seeing that on Instagram, the minute you start to see creators themselves actually be able to start to get in on that revenue stream, I'll tell you one thing, you will see people flooding, flooding to your platforms. You will see this as an incredible boost for people. Coming up, look, YouTube has their pre-rolls. Uh, you see the ads, you come on. Every, you know, Twitter, they've, every once in a while, you'll see an ad kind of like promoted somewhere in the timeline. Okay, make that monetizable for the creators as well. We are the ones doing the work. We're the ones that are bringing your actual uh, user base to your platform. I think it's fantastic because look, I just mentioned the last segment. We are seeing a crackdown by the big tech oligarchs 
going into the midterm elections. They don't want conservative content out there. And by the way, let's say another hard drive comes up with Hunter Biden. Let's say another story comes out that they don't like. Let's say something happens on vaccines. Let's say something happens on election integrity. Let's say something happens in Maricopa County with Sharpies. We want to be able to get everything done. And the producer is going to be like, hey, Jack, you're getting too loud again. Jack, you're getting loud. Microphone. I, I'm sorry, but I'm fired up. I'm fired up. You know what? I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry about that because I get fired up about when they talk about losing your democracy. Okay. No, we're not losing. Our, we're losing our republic. We're losing our republic to, to things like election integrity or the lack thereof election integrity. We're losing it to censorship. We're losing it because you have these national security agencies, these three other agencies that are treating their political opposition as if they are criminals. That's how you lose the Republic. Go talk to my wife, go talk to Tanya Tay about this. She knows what it's like over there. If you speak out, if you try to post something, if you go after the government and you try to criticize, you're done. You get raided in Eastern Europe, you don't come back, right? That's it. They knock on the door in the middle of the night, they take you away, you're never heard from again. And people know better to even talk about you because they don't want the exact same thing happening to them. That's real life. And you're in real life. You're in a real situation. So you better wake up. And conservatives need to use their power before it's too late. Because that's where we faced, where we're faced with on this. And that's why when I see things like the parallel economy coming up, making it worth our while to continue this fight, I got to say, more, 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 more of this. Earlier today, Attorney General Dana Nessel was joined by officials from the Department of Justice and the FBI to announce state and federal charges against 13 members of two militia groups who are preparing to kidnap and possibly kill me. If you break the law or conspire to commit heinous acts of violence against anyone, we will find you. We will hold you accountable and we will bring you to justice. Okay, so explain this to me. We've got a situation now where, and the news just come in, two men were convicted of conspiring to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer in 2020, named Adam Fox, Barry Croft Jr. They're found guilty of conspiring to obtain a weapon of mass destruction, such as a bomb, to destroy a bridge near the governor's vacation home, Governor Whitmer up there in Michigan. However, the two men were on trial for the second time after a jury in April was not able to reach a unanimous verdict. Why was it? Why was that earlier jury not able to make this case? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because of the massive use of FBI agents and FBI informants of an entrapment plot to set people up. And we have text messages that we've seen that even BuzzFeed has put out stating, and you can see the elaborate entrapment operation that was run on people, that was run through this, they push you and push you and push you and push you right up to the line. And then if you take one step across it, boom, they swarm in. They swarm right in. And so the question for us is, obviously, we don't want people committing any crimes like this or anything about anything of the sort, but what has the FBI done? The question here before us is, did the FBI create criminals create a plot, create a situation where people could be conspired against in order to convict them. 
And did the FBI do this so that they would be able to rack up their numbers and say, look at us, look how great we are. It looks like they did. And now they got their conviction because they could try it again and they could try it again and they could try it again until they get their conviction. Because guess what? The government has an unlimited budget when it comes to that. You know they're never going to pull money from that. So the question is, why are we going to allow this? We need to do something about the FBI. Whether that's scattering apart, smashing it with a hammer, dividing up its, its, um, its abilities among the different agencies. Now, John Solomon, who I spoke to earlier today, this was what he's hearing according to his sources, that, the, that there is a plan to divide the powers of the FBI up among various government agencies to strip away this idea that cr federal criminal investigations and national security investigations should be housed under the same roof. Now, me personally, not only do I think that all of this should be on the table, but I, you, when they just showed the picture of the, uh, the J. Edgar Hoover building, it's so disgusting. This building, it, it hurts your, it kills your will to live. When you look at this thing, it looks like something out of the Soviet Union. It's disgusting. It's this brutalist architecture. We don't want this anymore. I say, get rid of that building from Washington, D.C. Actually go in and dismantle that building brick by brick. Because guess what? I want, I want law enforcement to go after child sex traffickers. I want law enforcement to protect our border. I want law enforcement to go after all of these crimes against children, the grooming, all everything, 100%. Bank robbers, murderers, terrorists, you got it. But the way this organization has conducted itself has shown us that we can't trust them. We can't, and we can't let it go on anymore. And that's all the time we have tonight, Human Events Daily. Remember, of course, shoot us your emails, liberty at tpusa.com. We're going to be checking out every single one of them. And remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your only friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you download your fine podcasts. What do we talk about today? First up, the Twitter whistleblower dropping receipts on fake bots and foreign intelligence agents uh, getting into the back end of a platform, emails revealing that the Biden White House knew all along about the Department of Justice investigation into former President Trump. Third, Truth Social joining Rumble's ad platform as its first publisher, a shot across the bow in the parallel economy. And finally, two men found guilty in Governor Whitmer's kidnapping plot, which was really all about entrapment, entrapment from the FBI of these men creating the criminals rather than actually taking criminals off our streets, rather than actually preventing mass shootings, school shootings. You don't see that happening. What you see is stuff like this, where when you unpack it, you look at the text messages, it looks ridiculous. But this isn't the only time that we've seen governments create secret plots. Because before we go, I have to tell you, it's time for tonight's history break. On this day, 23rd August, 1939, Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union signed their non-aggression treaty as they called it the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact. The pact's secret protocol divided Finland, Romania, and of course Poland between the two totalitarian regimes. So Nazi Germany invades Poland from the west. The Soviet Union invades from the east. They divided Poland up. This was the start of World War II. They cut Poland in half. We need to understand that in this world, there are real consequences for these actions, and we can't get away from it. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.